Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay Networks. Welcome to The Dead Life. Here's world-renowned medium, Alison Dubois. This week on The Dead Life, I'll be answering your questions. Every week, I receive many questions from my listeners, and I want you all to know that I hear you. Joining me in studio is my husband and sounding board, Joe Dubois. If you have a question about life after death or your own abilities, call me at 802-DEAD-811. That's 802 332 3811. You can follow me on Instagram at Medium Allison and on my Facebook fan page. You can see me live in Scottsdale September 25th, right around the corner. It's this Saturday. I'm also coming to Dallas, Texas on October 15th. Tickets are available at AllisonDubois.com. Well, thank you for joining me today, Joe. Oh, but of course. I love these episodes. I like it uh, hearing people call in and they always have such uh, new and different questions. They ask things that sometimes I've never thought of before. So yeah, (laughs) glad if I can help to answer it in any facet of a way. Mm -hmm. So who are we going to start with as far as our call-ins today? Um, I chose very different questions from people. There's no theme. I just wanted to answer questions that I found interesting so are, where are we going to be starting? We're going to start with Trish. Trish. Hi, Allison. This is Trish. I'm calling regarding the passing of my little dog. And um, her name was Iko. And she was accidentally killed in my driveway and um, accidentally ran over. And she was an older dog. Um, but it was really tragic. And I... Do you have any advice how I can stop reliving the tragedy of it? Because she came running into me, and then we rushed her to the vet, and she basically died in my arms, and it's very sad. And I'm sure a lot of people go through that. But I, I, I'm kind of stuck on reliving it. Maybe it's PTSD. I don't know. But I'd like to move through this. And any advice is so appreciated. Thank you so much. I really feel for Trish and I think everybody listening can imagine what it would be like to be in her shoes. And I think many people underestimate how traumatic it is to have something or somebody die in your arms. I mean, we're empaths as human beings, or at least the normal ones of us Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And we've, so we feel for other living things and we don't like to see them suffer. Mm -hmm. So that had to have been terribly, you know, traumatic, not in just the sense of trying to get to, to get them help in time to save them without knowing everything that's happened, what happened to them, but also just seeing that they're in pain. Mm -hmm. And I, I think people experience this a lot, even with watching, you know, a parent die where, you know, they've been ill for a year or more, but it's still something that 
the moment of death leaves an indelible imprint on you Mm -hmm. and the smell of it, the feel of it. And I think the reason Trish keeps playing it over and over in her head is she's trying to understand what happened. But at the same time, guilt tends to be a really big factor in why people hold on to the moment of death and keep replaying it over and over again. There's that helplessness, not being able to do anything. So we keep replaying it like we're searching for some sort of a clue that's going to help it all to make sense. And sometimes death doesn't make sense. It's an accident or it's not fair and it's just doesn't feel right. And I think people grapple with it uh, for that reason. I mean, you lost your father. What was your, what's your take on this? Uh, We've talked about the difference between losing somebody or, or a pet, but abruptly or in a long, a long illness. And I don't, you know, Neither one is is good, but in this case, I think the abruptness when when you're within a a pet, they might even be in some ways they're with you for more more time, um, more hours of the day. Let's just say compared to another person. So when they're abruptly taken from you, I think it leaves that hole um, that is is just hard to make sense. Like your heart can't make sense of it, your head can't make sense of it, and and that's what I, I think that's what she's feeling. So I, what, what, I, th- I think the reason that pets also impact people so severely is because they're good. They're, there's no mean bone in their body. They, they just want to love you. They just, right. you know, there's such a big part of your life. You take them on trips with you and, you know, re- remember um, the time that you were crying and they curled up with you and sensed that you were hurting and they wanted to make it better. So mm-hmm. I think it's because they're such gentle souls. People really grapple with it because it's like losing a part of yourself when they die, like the best part of you, mm-hmm. the understanding, empathetic part of you is no longer there. I, I would definitely say to Trish, she's going to have to train herself to not think about how the animal died. And I talked to people about this as well. It's having to retrain yourself in, in order to stop torturing yourself with the moment of death. It's something that actually takes a sort of conscious effort to do and, but it can be done. Every time your mind starts drifting to that day or to the pain, you have to have yourself surrounded with pictures of your dog in a happy state or, you know, going to the park or, you know, when you first brought them home, you know, from picking them out and making them part of your family. If you surround yourself with images of the happy times, it helps to combat the sad times. And it also gives you other visual images to imprint in your head to help to push away the sad, the sad memories and the sad impressions left behind So it's basically the way you're going to fight the depression and the sadness of it is with the happy times. And you have to surround yourself with as much of that and as many reminders of the beauty of the person or the beauty of the pet that you had and that they're still part of you, that you're connected, that you will see them again. And the more that you train yourself to think this way and to, you know, for your mind to operate in this manner, the happier you're going to find yourself. You'll find yourself less um, depressed and you'll be able to connect also with the dead. Even dead pets like to connect 
but they can't do it if you're carrying guilt and pain. It blocks them from coming through. So I think this was a good lesson, and it's why I wanted to include the question because I don't think a lot of people know that you have to train yourself to not focus and and immerse yourself in the moment of death. You don't realize how much you're hurting yourself and destroying yourself from the inside out every time you do that, and it's not what they want. Any pet, any person that loved you does not want that. They want to let you know they're okay, and they want to be able to interact with you, and they can't do that if you're if you're just sinking in your own sadness uh, in the memory of their death. You have to focus on the life. It's the key. Mm. That that's uh, that's comforting. And and I've heard you say that uh, with readings mm-hmm. where they come through and they're they're saying, "Don't think of me when you know when I was dying. That's not who I am." Right. That's uh, they actually moved on. They really they don't even like old pictures of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, um, "No, I have nice legs again, and I can wear skirts, and you know, put up that picture of me when I was twenty two. Oh, maybe they, she could put up a picture when. The pu- a puppy. As, a, as a puppy, right? Yeah, it, it really does help to have yourself surrounded by visual happiness. Uh, that's the essence of what you miss as much of that as possible. And just know that the radiance of the energy of that being shines on and it shines on through you as well and that they're not gone. So I hope that helps her to get to a place of being able to pull her head out of the sadness and the end because her dog isn't in that moment anymore. That moment ended for the dog a long time ago. Um, for her, she's keeping it alive. She's keeping the sadness alive and we have to pull the plug on the sadness and not keep resuscitating it. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's really a healing message. Have you ever needed a doctor or specialist and not known where to look? ZocDoc is a one-stop wealth of resources and information to help you to find medical talent when you need it, to help take care of you and those you love. When you need to see a doctor, whether it be for a cracked tooth or a personal problem, you need to see a doctor now. Not in a few days, weeks, or months, but there's a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app the easiest way to find a good doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's to never take our health for granted. Go to ZocDoc, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash deadlife and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many appointments are available as soon as today. That's ZocDoc. Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash dead life. Uh, so, so shall we go on to yep. our next? All right, here we go. Hi, Allison. My name is Nancy, and I'm in New York, and I watched um, every episode of Medium. I'm so happy that I found you on YouTube. My question is, I want to understand 
why there are so many spirits stuck in this realm. I don't understand why they don't move on, and I thought a lot more were up in heaven versus attached to this realm. And I need to understand that. You know, I have several family members that passed away in consecutive years. Uh, my 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 stepmom, my aunt, and then my dad. And um, and I I would really hate to know that they're stuck in this realm. Uh, I hope they're in some better place. And um, I've always been um, very attracted to the metaphysical. I don't think I have abilities. It would be cool if I if I could. I think I'd have a better understanding. Um, I do, or rather, I do sense things or people tell me things, and then I'm able to kind of explain it and give it meaning. But um, that's where I'm at. Well, the reason I chose Nancy's question is I think it's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if I'm understanding what she's saying, when she's saying realm, she means in our living world, Mm -hmm. that why they would be stuck here. To me, this seems simple, but I'm going to break it down because not everybody sees through through my lens. Um, The people that remain aren't the ones that had uh, relationships with other people. Like if you loved somebody or you had a, say you had a close family, you had a bunch of siblings, you, you know, your mom and dad were everything to you, your grandparents, and you had a, this wonderful life, you're crossing. You're like, see ya, you know, when you're dead, you're out of here. Um, the people that tend to hang around, there's a couple of different types. One is the people who don't form attachments to living people um, while they're in their life. Uh, They don't have the love. They don't have the relationships. They're disconnected. They're sort of a passenger in life. They tend to attach themselves more to the physical world as far as buildings and cars and noise They just sort of walk around and there's nobody for them to go to the other side necessarily uh, for reasons of love, which is the biggest reason that when people die, they immediately immediately want to be on the other side is because they know who's going to be waiting for them. They know somebody will be waiting for them that they love, that Mm -hmm. they want to see, that they miss. So the crossing over is is relatively easy for them. I can say that when it comes to the people that I just described that attach themselves more to the physical world, that can also be people that are highly materialistic and don't form Mm. emotional attachments. (laughs) Mm. There's going to be a couple of reality shows like roaming the earth. Um, So, (laughs) so um, those types of people just don't have the incentive to cross because we become emotionally based beings when our body dies So when your body's gone and you don't have that physical connection to the world, you're supposed to cross into the spiritual world and connect uh, with everybody and pets and such spiritually. Some people don't know how to do that because they didn't do it in life. You know, they just get very confused and just keep sort of visiting the living because it's what they understand. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll go to the same grocery store they always went to or they hang out in their apartment, which is somebody else's apartment 50 years later now, but To them, it's their apartment. Hmm. So those are the sorts of people that do form more of a 
of a physical attachment to this lifetime. Most people are pretty ready to go when they die. They're even people who uh, were atheists. There's they loved. You can be an atheist and still love and have relationships and fall in love and have children that were the world to you. Mm-hmm. And you can be an atheist. And I know it's going to be strange maybe for people to hear me say that, but I respect other people's beliefs as mm-hmm. I ask them to under, uh, to respect mine. I would say that um, they cross over just fine. So I just wanted to put that out there too, because I think a lot of people think that you know, you've got to live 100% uh, goodness in your life to go to this beautiful place that I speak of. But it really has more to do with the people that were colorful characters in life. They have a lot of friends. Mm. So their friends are tugging at them when they're dying. They're like, come on, man, I'm here. I've been mm-hmm. waiting forever to see you, you know. And so those people, the colorful ones, really, really do. Uh, they are celebrated on the other side by the people waiting for them. But as far as people that are more earthbound, um, the other subset of that is people who die and don't know they're dead because mm. there was nobody there for them, like in a hospital and they didn't have a wife or their kids weren't in their lives and they died by themselves. They roam the hospital, seeing themselves in a hospital gown, thinking people just aren't hearing them. Mm. So they can get stuck, which is why I say if you go to a hospital or work in one, take a shower and visualize any connection to the other side or earthbounds going down the drain away from you and all illnesses. Sure. So that makes me think, though, I mean, is there a is that these people that are are didn't have the love connection somebody there to greet him on the other side, or maybe somebody that was still alive that then later died and came and and greeted him. Um, Is that a forever thing? You know, it's interesting because I, I haven't lived in a hospital 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. seven days a week to see if the spirits remain the same. I just know that when I go to a hospital, they're always there, there, but those could be fresh spirits. I don't know. I Mm -hmm. think eventually somebody gets them to understand that that's what happened to them. It's just, they're always going to be present in hospitals. Sure. You know, you have brought through, um, I'm thinking of one reading in particular where the, the person you brought through his job on the other side, in a sense, his job was to help kids cross over Mm -hmm. because they're uh, probably confused. And, Maybe there are, are, do you think there are people that that's sort of their job is to help these people cross over? Um, yes. Okay. That would, that, As, that makes me feel better. I don't know. Yes. Especially <laughs> young people. I bring through a lot of uh, young adults that didn't get married and didn't have kids. And I'll have them say, for instance, I would have been a great father. I really mm-hmm. love kids. Kids loved me. Uh, They were always attracted to me, you know, wanting to, you know, wrestle. I was close to my nieces and nephews and just Mm -hmm. everyone knows this guy would have been a great dad. So I often will have that person say, tell my mom, I know what it feels like to be a father because I help children to get where they need to be, where they need to get to when Mm. they're lost. Um, And by lost, what I mean is usually there's family waiting for them, but there's some children who, um, precede their parents Mm -hmm. and their siblings and everybody else in the family and the elderly people that went before them, they didn't have emotional attachments to. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of fear and trust with the young 
person. Mm -hmm. And it's often why young people are sent to help them cross. It's somebody that they trust. It's somebody they feel comfortable taking Mm -hmm. their hand. Um, Unlike, you know, 95 year old great grandpa who Mm -hmm. we just remember looked like the crypt keeper and scared the hell out of us when we were five, you know? (laughs) So yeah, it does seem that young people are often deployed, but it's because they have gentle souls, gentle Mm -hmm. spirits and children respond to that. Um, I will also say that what I'm speaking of where she talks about people that are, Nancy's talking about people being sort of bound here. Mm -hmm. Um, the people, the situations I just described could be considered earthbound or temporarily earthbound when it comes to people who just haven't realized they've died yet. Mm -hmm. But our loved ones that hang out is different. Those aren't earthbounds. They stay around the living because we are their heaven. They stay around us because we're where they want to be. Their heaven is incomplete without us. And they tell me this all the time. Heaven is in heaven without you. It's incomplete. I mourn with you. I'm mourning not being able to, you know, be heard by you, um, lay, lay in bed with you and have you feel me there. They say very beautiful things. So um, we are their heaven, which is ironic because we take life for granted so easily. And then we, and we take people for granted so easily. If we put 90% of the effort into showing the people we love that we love them before they died, you wouldn't feel the guilt after they died. Mm. <laughs> so please hear me in that people, you know, when you think, Oh, I should send aunt Cheryl, you know, some flowers and they're like, well, it's like $75. It's a holidays. I'll just, I'll do it next year. There might not be a next year. Do it now. Be that person. Live in the now when it comes to making people happy and making their day. And you won't have that problem. But I do find that with the earthbound spirits, they're a very small section, Nancy. They're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not millions of earthbounds walking around going, where do I belong? Um, there's just going to be occasions where that does happen. People that die in traumatic ways tend to want to cross immediately. And what you're feeling in places where there was like mass death are more impressions that are left by behind, sorry, Mm. that are left behind. It's not um, that they're actually necessarily there. They usually will just cross. So I thought Nancy's question was interesting because it opened up a whole, you know, closet of of what happens with the dead and why do they stay and why are they here? Um, But I I love it when you use an example like Aunt Cheryl and it's like that... (laughs) just so the listeners know when Allison, I've heard her say this and it'll be that there is an aunt Cheryl somewhere and somebody's going to hear that and be like, Oh, that was for me. Cause Cheryl is, <laughs> is so whispering in Allison's ear. Just, that, just that, say Cheryl. Just you, say Cheryl. You've been like a really good bystander on this trip through <laughs> marriage with you. You've noticed a lot. I give you a big gold star. So um, nice. Nancy's question was a valid question and just know that your loved ones that stay to be around you aren't, tortured. They laugh when you laugh. They cry when you cry. Give them more reasons to laugh than cry. That's what I tell people. Uh, That's perfect. My dad helps me do readings every week. Mm -hmm. So like he died and I gave him a job. (laughs) (laughs) He does. No, he he loves you. Thank you. A lot of dads like to go to work with their kids still. They like to see what they're doing. Oh, it's funny you said that because I was thinking when to, you know, when you asked if I would do this episode with you, I was like, it's like take your husband to work day. I love it. I get right. to spend a, <laughs> an extra hour uh, this week with you. That's uh, 
Says no know. husband ever. Are Thank you kidding? You. Just I am kidding. so lucky. Just kidding. <laughs> Recently, I discovered a beautiful, affordable new jewelry collection called Ana Luisa. I love their jewelry selection. The pieces are stylish, quality pieces, starting at just $39. Great for work or play. Go to shop.analuisa.com slash the deadlife and enter the deadlife to get 10% off your order and spoil yourself or someone you love. A new collection is released every Friday, keeping the jewelry selection new and exciting. I selected a delicate gold floral Rowena bracelet for my daughter, Sophia. She loves it so much, she wears it every day. It goes with everything. She recently wore her Rowena bracelet to an important business lunch for good luck. Anna Luisa has something for everyone. It was hard not to order one of everything. Each piece of jewelry was so unique. With the holidays coming up, Anna Luisa will be my new go-to for gifts for my family and friends. Go to shop.analuisa.com slash the deadlife. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com and enter the code the deadlife to get 10% off your order. Shop.analuisa.com slash the deadlife. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com and enter the deadlife. It's that simple. So now we're going to speak with or hear from Blake, right? Yes. Hi, my name is Blake Mabry. Um, I'm really interested to know how I can better advance my capabilities when I don't really have a big community or support system. Um, You know, I guess I could probably search online, but there are so many scam artists out there these days. And, um, you know, I'm into meditation and things like that, but I'm just not sure with everybody having their own way of communicating with, you know, say the other side or their higher self. Um, I guess I'm trying to find what works for me. So any advice or guidance would greatly be appreciated. Um, I just recently started following you and I love your work. I love your personality and I really hope my question gets answered. So <laughs> anyway, thank you. Well, it wasn't Blake adorable. Oh, he's great. So um, this is a good question. And I wanted to answer this because I know that I have students in my dead university that they live in other countries or in small towns. And it's really hard to, I don't want to call us mystics, but I mean, we sort of are in that we are of the ethereal and we don't always have someone to talk to. This is a big problem. And it's why I have so many people with abilities that reach out to me because they see something familiar and it excites them to know that they're not alone and we congregate, you know, together and learn from one another. It's important to have that in your life when you have abilities, you need somebody to collaborate with and grow from and and um, and share your thoughts and your feelings. So I get what Blake's saying. There's a lot of con artists out there. There's a lot of people that just aren't good at what they do. Also that um, it's hard to know who's got the, a similar energy to yours, who you vibe with is very important. It's Mm -hmm. why I have, I have fans that vibe with the fact that you never have to worry about what I'm thinking about because I'm just going to say it because I have no edit button. Mm. So 
even though it can be offensive to some people, it's like an honesty that's appreciated at the same mm. time. And then there's other mediums that have a, a wildly different personality from mine that somebody else that's maybe gentler and kinder might gravitate towards. <laughs> so right. it's a vibe thing and you got to find your people is what it is. Your, your tribe. Your tribe. There you go. And for Blake, I would say it's great that he's in meditation. I find that it's easy to find other empaths if you're in sort of the realm, um, the, the sphere of abilities and 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 sensitives, uh, which meditation would fall inside of because these are people trying to find their center and be centered and um, understand energies better. It, you can make friends with people who are in yoga you know, that, that are also, you know, mind, body, and soul chakra websites, you know, where people talk about chakra clearings and going through that process, anything that dabbles in energy and honing your energy is a good place to meet people because you don't have to wonder with them. You'll be able to get a good read if this person's like 98% crazy or just two, mm, <laughs> you know, mm. and where you want them to have like 2%. You know, you want them to be a little different, but just not overboard for you. But everybody's got their own combination of energies they're looking for. But I think it's easier to find it amongst um, sort of backdoor metaphysical places rather than going through professionals. By Except Dead University. Well, Dead University is a teaching system. That's different. I'm talking about people that you go drink wine with and become your your friend circle and your your support system of of buddies. And, um, you know, people always assume I know every medium on the planet. They're like, Mm. do you know Mary in Ireland? No, no, I I don't know her. (laughs) She's a seer. She's a seer. I'm like, that's fantastic. I still don't know her. So they think we all know each other, which is sort of a funny thing because in reality, we sort of mediums will keep to themselves quite a bit because Mm -hmm. we're, we're all solo singers, really. Well, and you you get overwhelmed easily with too much. That's true. And we don't want to sit around and talk about death all the time, but it is nice to say, I had this weird thing happen you know, what'd you think about that? And then look up the answer together or something or call a friend who might know. Well, you don't want to feel alone. Nobody does. Right. But, um, especially when people start out, they definitely need that circle of friends Mm -hmm. of people that understand you need somebody that you could call and say, Oh my God, I had this vision last night and this is what I saw. And this is how it made me feel. What do you think that means to have a friend, a wall to sort of bounce Mm -hmm. off of is, Mm -hmm. is an important thing uh, in your growth. And so for Blake, I would say, um, you know, connect with the, like my friend, Tommy, podcast in Mm -hmm. Australia. So like I was saying, anyways, there's certain podcasts that you can listen to that'll connect you with like-minded beings and also a forum for that podcast where people talk about, you know, what they think of it and what their thoughts and feelings are is a good place for you to find a circle of friends there. But like-minded people are usually best found if it's some sort of a natural meeting, asking the other side to bring people in your life that have understanding of, of the dead or of, of energies and follow that. You can go to the fairs and I don't mean the people that you have read you, you know, the psychics, I mean, just people that are there 
at the psychic fairs walking around tend to be pretty like-minded to you too. So they're there. It's just online. You don't know what you're getting necessarily. So I tend to prefer in person. It does remind me though of that movie, Yes Man, in the sense that you, you might need to do a little more than just put good intentions out. You have to try a few things. You know, you meet know, a few people and decide and be okay to say no. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I find the psychic circles is one of the best ways to meet like-minded people because your friends will do the work for you. They'll bring a new friend each week and um, then another friend hears about it and they're like, I want to go. And mm-hmm. so the circle grows bigger and bigger and there's a common energy because you were all friends to begin with in the circle. So you drew in and brought in people who were sort of like energy and that tends to be a really good way to make friends uh, that you that you vibe with. But um, I find that the universe drops the right people in your life at the right time. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance, Tom McMullen. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go get red. <laughs> you know, I got a massage. I wanted, I wanted uh, a reading, like an astrological reading. And I was always reading other people and I wanted to do something for myself. And it just so happened that heaven dropped him in my lap and, um, and, and we've been friends ever since. So it was a big drop in your lap though. That was, I mean, he, he was, he was very good, which I don't think you were ready for coming out of a, uh, astrology reading at a resort. No, I wasn't. And, um, now Tom's got a backlog. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the, the podcast I was talking about, um, with meditation that I think might be helpful for Blake as well. And other men right. that, that are sensitives because they're like, who do I gravitate to? You know, they mm-hmm. feel like slim pickings, Tommy Kendi, the BS machine, check out his podcast. He's great. Um, and he's a guy's guy. He is very much a guy's guy. And he's he's very cool. He's a former rock and roller and uh, a good friend of of mine and Joe's. So um, hopefully that'll give Blake somewhere to look. But Blake, you'll get the right people dropped in your lap at the right time. I, I just know it just like I drew in Tom and mm-hmm. you need psychic circles. You need to start doing that yourself. So mm-hmm. good luck with that, Blake. Throughout the COVID pandemic, I've counseled hundreds of stressed out people who were looking for life direction and peace of mind. I'm always telling people that they need to meditate more to center themselves to regain clarity in their lives, but many people don't know where to start. Meditation is a technique that can be taught and the meditation app Headspace can be your guide. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You can custom design your meditation schedule depending on what you need. Short on time, there's a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions. My husband used one and it put him right to sleep, I swear. He was pleasantly surprised. I think I was more surprised, but he was pleasantly surprised. He wasn't sure it would work, but it did. You deserve to feel happier, to reduce stress, to improve your sleep, boost your focus, and increase your overall health and well-being. Headspace is meditation made simple. On your schedule, anytime, anywhere. 
Go to headspace.com slash deadlife today. That's headspace.com slash deadlife for a one month free trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditation for every situation and every schedule. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash deadlife today and have a better tomorrow. So on to the next call. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's Toby from Tucson. Hi, Allison. This is Toby from Tucson. I am loving your podcast every morning. I get excited because I know I'll be able to listen to the next one. So I have a question. Um, when we meditate and we envision spending time with our loved ones who have passed, is that a way to actually spend time with them, or is that our mind conjuring up memories? I asked because recently I had an experience where I could sense my sister's essence and tears sprung, and so I, I really feel like there was that connection. And then you had referenced um, the Netflix series Surviving Death, and someone mentioned something similar to that, so I thought, oh, Allison's the one to ask. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have 30 more questions that I'll put on your voicemail later, but that's it for now. Thanks so much. So, um, Toby, uh, that was your sister. That was you feeling your sister's soul. It's why it caused you to have such an emotional reaction to her presence. Um, I believe the meditation that she's talking about when she, she asks if we're actually connecting with them or is it a memory? you know when it's a connection and I believe she's actually having connections. I think when you meditate, you are easy to access by the dead. They will access you. So the more um, honed in and focused and centered that you are, the easier it is for the dead to connect with you because they are also centered energy. Um, Whether or not it's a memory Memories aren't normally something when I meditate that uh, creep in on me. (laughs) So I can't speak for everybody, but um, if it's a memory, it can also be the dead saying, remember this time. Remember when we did this. It's how they communicate. It's one of the ways that they talk to us. So I believe what's happening with Toby is that her sister's talking to her through giving her these feelings and these images in her mind saying, I'm not gone. I'm still part of you. And we still have, you know, we had Christmas. We had our birthdays. Remember the slumber parties when we were little? They will roll those through your head. And you know the difference between your thoughts and their thoughts because when you're actively thinking about something, It almost feels tiring because you're going on this journey in your head. When it's them who's running the show, it's as if somebody's showing you a movie and you're putting forth no energy into it. It's coming from somewhere. It's just a different feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've mentioned many times that people that have passed are emotional beings. And so I, what I heard was she said she was overcome by emotion. So that, I would, you know, not being the medium from my (laughs) very uh, pragmatic side, I would say, well, that has to be a visit because of the emotion alone. 
I mean, I have no question that that was a visit. Yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of the living getting it through their head, right? And 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 owning it, which right. I believe Toby will. Sure. I, I I believe she knows that it is a visit. She just needed validation, and often I'm just third party validation with no skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's fine by me, people. I will mm-hmm. be your third party. So I think we have. I was, do you think this is really her name? I wasn't sure. Oh, I, you know it's, what? I mean, her name is Mary Jane from Washington. I mean, I don't mean to I judge, gotta, but know, <laughs> I'm just thinking this could just be some sort of a, you know, call name. That would be almost <laughs> even better. But um, <laughs> needless to say, this is Mary Jane from Washington. <laughs> Hi, Allison. My name is Mary Jane. And I live in the state of Washington, and I was wondering if you would consider um, including in one of your podcasts the challenges that uh, warrior females face in this lifetime. I recently had a reading with Tom, and it was incredible and eye-opening. But I know a lot of female warriors who could use a little guidance. (laughs) Thank you very much, and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Okay, she sounded legitimately like a Mary yeah, Jane, she's, she's so I take it back. Um, I wanted to play this question because I love this question. Um, most of my girlfriends have been warrior souls, warrior females on this planet, and you know oh, who yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to ask if they'll take a bullet for you. You just know they will. Mm-hmm. So, Mary Jane, I'm glad that you had a great reading with Tom. I I mean, I'm not surprised. I've had great readings with Tom. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he could help her to understand and put a name to what you feel inside when you feel that you're born almost fighting, fighting for the little guy, fighting for those who can't fight for themselves, um, taking care of more people than you should have to at a young age and and be strong in adversity, all of these things that stand out on warrior females. And I can say to all my warrior female sisters out there, it's hard to be born with the energy of somebody with a calling who's expected to use that energy to bring change or to right a wrong for somebody in the world that that you're going to change their life and put them on the path they need to be on for cosmic reasons. We don't always know. Mm. Warrior females in my life, I've always had girlfriends that were like 5'10 to 6 foot. I don't know why. I think I think I'm taller than I am. I'm 5'4. Everybody mm. thinks I'm much taller well, than I'm not. It's funny because they think you're taller than you are too. I know. It's my mouth, <laughs> I swear. Um, so the warrior females though, uh, for instance, I... If you're in a man's world, if you're in, so to speak, in business or, you know, your profession where you sort of have to um, be able to see beyond gender and see beyond anything and be taken seriously based on your talent and your merit alone, a lot of warrior females block that path. Also, um, you know, like one of my warrior females in my life was a homicide prosecutor for years and she is badass. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have other ones that are sergeants in the police department and they just, they're here to save people. They care. So for the warrior females out there, don't tone yourself down to, to appease other people. 
to, to, to please other people, to appease other people, to make it so other people are more comfortable around you. Instead, find other women like yourself. Um, turn your volume up, never tur- turn it down to suit others. You were given a voice for a reason. You were given a calling for a reason. Own it, put your shoulder into it, and um, appreciate that you were chosen for a special path. There are also warrior males out there as well that were born to war. And usually they learn that the ones that function on the higher frequencies do it intellectually. They Mm -hmm. war intellectually. But then there are going to be the people who use it intellectually as well and take out like Osama bin Laden, Mm, you know? So, I mean, there's warrior males and warrior females all over this world trying to keep us um, safe and and keep everything the way we need it to be to, to live our lives. But I would say there are people with that energy that can use it in a negative way that Mm. see themselves born with a fight and are destructive in, or, or a fight without a cause. Right, right. Or a fight without a cause. And they get it twisted where they think they're fighting for some higher purpose. And in reality, they're, you know, just some genocidal mm-hmm. nut job. I mean, you just don't know. Um, but that not, that's not who we're talking about here. We're talking no, about. No, no. I just wanted to point out there are two sides to every energy when you're born. And Tom and I have talked about this with. Serial killers, serial Mm -hmm. killers um, are born with challenging charts, but they could stay constructive and build and not destroy, even though instinctually it's their feeling that they they want to do so. It gratifies them. With warrior males and warrior females, they can also take this power that they were born with and use it for bad. So I'm just pointing out there's two sides to every coin. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Mary Jane, obviously a nice person, I mean, her name's Mary Jane. Um, being a warrior female, I mean, just tapping into her energy, clearly she's a good person. Um, I just hope she never dims her light to suit others is what I'm oh, trying to and say. Yes, absolutely. And, You're and- always telling me that too. You're like, no, be more of yourself. I'm like, I don't think people can take it. And you're like, yeah, they can. They really appreciate it. (laughs) I don't know, Joe. I think you're a little thick skinned. You have been married to me for a very long time. And we have three little mouths in our daughters who who often echo um, (laughs) my very honest energy. (laughs) So They've been taught well. (laughs) I think so. Well, Thank you for being oh, my welcome. sounding board and for weighing in on the on the callers today. I love doing the show where you and I talk about the questions that people have and um, and get to know them, mm-hmm. our listeners, you know, through this these episodes that focus on my listeners. Mm-hmm. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining me. Until next week on The Dead Life, I'm Allison Dubois, and to all of my believers out there, don't stop believing. Join us next week on The Dead Life, and don't forget to subscribe now to get every episode sent straight to your phone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.